welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. number 29 of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I just want to check in. How are you? How are you doing right now? I recently saw this ad on Facebook for a t-shirt that said 2020, and then it had one star out of five for a rating, and it said very bad. (laughs) Would not recommend. I'm wondering if that's how you're feeling right now, too. If you're listening to this podcast while we're still in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. If you are, I get it. I feel this way quite a bit right now too. We just learned that our kids are not going back to school this fall. They're going to be having school from home. (laughs) That might be something that you are experiencing, right? I feel like every single time I feel like I have something kind of like figured out, something new happens and then I have to pivot. So I've decided that my 2020 word of the year is pivot. And I've decided that the theme of this year, at least for me, is to really become BFFs with discomfort (laughs) because there's been a lot of uncomfortable things in the world in the way that I'm thinking about them, right? Some things came into my world that I had not expected and we're going through massive growth and change, not only for myself and for my business, but also with my family, a lot of things happening and it's been not easy the whole year, right? It's been uncomfortable. And what I see happening, because this is not just happening for me, but it's happening for my clients and for a lot of people around me, is that we start to change our goals or maybe push the pause button on the goals that we had set for 2020. Because we've now adopted this belief that they just aren't possible with the state of the world and with all of the things that have come into our world that we could not have planned for when we were setting our goals in December last year or January. But here's what I want you to hear for this podcast today. The point of goals is not the achievement of them. Now, some of you are going to be like, okay, what in the hell are you talking about then? Why would you even set a goal? if you're not going to achieve it. And I'm going to answer that question for you on this podcast. Not only am I going to answer that question, but I'm going to show you two different types of goals that you may want to consider setting and the reason why you would set each type of goal. So first, let's talk about the point of goals. If you're a high achiever, which I'm guessing that you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, most low achieving people are not going to listen to things about how to be more productive and how to leverage themselves in their time better, right? So my guess is you're a high achieving individual and probably your experience with goals in the past has been like what mine was. We set a goal and then we always achieve it. Do you say this to yourself? I've heard this from my clients so much recently. I always achieve my goals. 
And I have to tell you, I used to believe this about myself too. And I used to wear it like a badge of honor. Like that was a good thing. I was really proud of that. And what I learned about goal setting had me change all of that, completely change my mindset about it. And I'm hoping that maybe today what you learn on this podcast may help you consider looking at goals in a slightly different way than what you have done in the past. So here is the point of goals. Here's what they do. They are designed to create growth. They allow us to pursue a life of intention and purpose. When you set realistic goals or achievable goals, or maybe you don't set goals at all, what you unintentionally do is you breed complacency, dissatisfaction, and autopilot thinking and living. Now, for some people, this is totally fine. They're okay with living the same level and being the same person for the rest of their lives. But if you're listening to this podcast, I know that's not true for you. I know you're someone who likes to grow and who likes to evolve and likes to think about your life as an asymptote where you continue to pursue mastery in different levels. You never quite get there. You don't have that I've arrived syndrome or way of thinking about yourself or your life. You are someone who wants to grow and evolve and achieve and achieve more and different things in your life, not just settle where you are. And goals are a tool that you can leverage to help you keep growing if you choose to look at them in the right way. Now, most people have been taught to set goals according to the SMART definition. Do you guys know this acronym that I'm talking about? That it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. It's the achievable part of this definition that I want to address in this episode. Because when you set a goal that you think is achievable, what it usually means is that you think you know the how of creating it. But relying on the how to get to a goal really diminishes the entire point of it. The point is to transform you into the person who can achieve it. And so if you go after a goal that you already know how to do, you aren't actually transforming or growing, or at least not as much as you could be. So what I'd love to do is to change this acronym from SMART to SMIRT. (laughs) Move the A and change it to an I, I for impossible instead of an A for achievable. But I really don't think that word SMIRT sounds very appealing. So instead of that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you about two types of goals today, feel-good goals and throw-up goals. And I'm going to distinguish the two and help you decide which ones you want to set and how to go about them. Now, here is the question you actually want to ask yourself when you go to set a goal. And this is not the question that most of us grow up learning to ask ourselves about our goals and think about when we go to set them. Are you ready? Here's the question. Do you want to achieve or do you want to grow? Now, the answer to that question is going to determine which type of goal you want to go after. If you want to achieve, you're going to set a feel-good goal. But if you want to grow and transform, you're going to set a throw-up goal. 
Okay, so I'm going to define both of these types of goals so that you know, once you answer that question, which one you want to use and why. So let's talk about the feel-good goals first. So these are goals that you think about setting that feel achievable. So if you've ever said this before, I want to set a realistic goal or maybe a healthy goal. These are the kind of goals that you're talking about, the feel-good goals, because what you're really saying is that you want to make sure that you will achieve them. And this kind of goal is totally fine. It feels good to achieve. I totally understand that. But if you're thinking about goals in terms of growth, this type of goal is going to create small bursts of growth, right? And maybe you want that. Maybe you want to be able to just build some confidence and bolster some belief in yourself. And if that's the case, then this is the type of goal that you want to set. Examples of these are things like I'm going to set a 10% growth in my business, or maybe I'm going to increase the number of clients I'm serving by 20% over the past year. Now, these are things that when you set them, most likely what happens in your brain, your brain is like, oh yeah, we know exactly how to do that. And because you're so certain that you know the how, maybe you could lay out the steps from A to Z about how to achieve that, create the 10% growth or increase the number of clients you're serving by five or 10%. You feel probably very certain and maybe very confident in the achievement of it. Your brain may say things like, oh yeah, I know exactly how to do that. This should be easy. We can totally do that. That seems like a realistic goal. That's doable. That's achievable. And you also, your brain will go to past evidence to support that you can achieve this level of growth. So when you're thinking about these goals, you want to remind yourself if you're setting this type of goal, it's really just for achievement, for achievement's sake. It's going to feel good. Maybe you want to feel confident. You want to feel excited because you set this goal and you know exactly how to do it. The thing about this is that your brain is relying on the how, maybe based on past evidence, or maybe there's one or two new steps But your brain's like, we can totally figure that out. It's not that big, but it's not that far away that it's impossible to achieve. The how is pretty easy for you to figure out, or you may already know. Okay, so that's the first type of goal, the feel-good goal. And the whole point of that is just for achievement. So if you ask that question of your brain, do I want to achieve or do I want to grow, and the answer is achieve, then this is the kind of goal that you want to set. If, on the other hand, your answer to this question, whether you want to achieve or grow, is that you want to grow, then you want to consider setting what I call a throw-up goal, (laughs) right? These are ones that when you set them, you literally feel a little sick to your stomach. In fact, at the Life Coach School, we are taught to set impossible goals. In fact, Brooke will say to us, does it make you feel like you want to throw up? And if it doesn't, she's like, it's not big enough. You need to set it higher or think bigger. 
And the whole reason that she does that for us is because she knows that the point of this goal is not to achieve it, but to grow into becoming the person who can achieve it. So when you set this kind of goal, what's going to happen, you can plan on this. Your brain is going to go to the land of it's impossible because we don't know exactly how to do it. Your brain loves certainty and setting an impossible goal creates uncertainty because it's not something that you can pull from your past and create the exact plan steps A through Z of how to get there. So you know you've set this goal correctly if you literally feel sick to your stomach or you feel like you're going to throw up or it feels so impossible that you have no idea what the how of it and getting to it looks like. Okay. And what the point of this kind of goal is to evolve you and evolvement and growth does not feel good. (laughs) So just make sure when you set this, you remind yourself that the whole point was to feel uncomfortable so that you grow into the next layer, the next version of yourself. It is the point of this kind of goal is not to achieve necessarily. Now, maybe you will get there and eventually you absolutely will as long as you continue to go after it. But that isn't the point. The point is the journey. The point is the process in getting there. And I'm gonna lay out the exact process for how to achieve a throw-up goal here in just a second. But just know that the whole point is to evolve yourself. And because these are super uncomfortable and they create a lot of brain drama, what happens is all your limiting beliefs, your glass ceiling beliefs rise to the surface in this kind of goal. And that is the whole point because you get to meet your brain. You get to see what things are holding you back from the next version from the next level of growth and involvement. So are you ready for the steps to achieve your throw-up goal, your impossible goal? There's three very simple steps. They're simple, but they are not easy and they are not going to feel comfortable. Number one is experiment. Number two is fail. Number three is learn. And then you rinse and you repeat those over and over and over. Experiment, fail, learn. Experiment, fail, learn. That is the process of achieving impossible throw-up goals. Remember that the only reason to do these is to grow and to learn to enjoy the process of failure and discomfort so you can attain massive growth. In this three-step process, you're either winning or you're learning. The failing and trying something different and failing and trying something different is the learning part, right? And what happens is if you do this long enough, if you're committed to rinsing and repeating this process long enough, you will actually get to your impossible throw-up goal. But you have to be committed to the process of failure and let yourself feel the discomfort of failure in order to get there more help with dealing with failure and how to maybe shift your thinking about failure because that's what's going to be required to go after these massive growth goals, these impossible throw-up goals, you can tune into episode number 20 of the show where I talk about making failure your BFF. 
go back and review that episode for more tips and strategies on how to embrace failure and use it for your own good. Now, I want to make sure that we understand that the point of these goals, yes, is to grow and evolve, but there are massive results that also come from massive growth and transformation. In my own coaching community, there are multiple examples of people living impossible dreams, living lives that are not normal. Things like multiple six and seven figure businesses in 20 to 30 hours per week. My own master coach, Brooke Castillo, has a business that is going to grow somewhere in the neighborhood of $35 million this year, and she works three days per week. Now, how do you explain this? The explanation is that the massive growth that these people have put themselves in by setting impossible goals and going after them and winning or learning through the failure along the way is what creates impossible dreams becoming reality. In my own life, in the preparation for this episode, I started to look at the own, my own crazy impossible things that I have created. The first impossible thing that I created in my life was to get rid of the massive overworking that was happening for me in my corporate day job, to create the same level of results in a 40 hour work week versus a 50 or 60 hour work week that I used to do. That is impossible, right? Most people don't learn how to do that. But because I was committed to the discomfort of the failure and the learning and the growth of getting to that, I created it. I created a six-figure side hustle in 25 hours per week. Most people don't know how to do that. But because I set that as my impossible goal, as the goal that made me want to throw up when I thought about it, and then I went after it because I knew that I would get there, If I became the human who knew how to do it, I transformed myself enough to create a six-figure business in 25 hours per week. Now I know how to do that. I stopped over drinking. I stopped using wine as the thing to feel better in my life. I now have created a life that I love way more than I love that glass of wine. And because of that, I don't drink the wine anymore. My family and I are also debt-free. I don't overspend anymore. We have so many amazing things in our lives because I've learned how to set throw-up goals, things that feel impossible, and then I am willing to feel uncomfortable in the going after of them. I'm putting myself in the ring of discomfort so that I can learn and grow and become the human who can create them. And this is not just true for me. And it's not just true for my coaching community. It's true for my clients too. My client, Jamie, recently set a massive goal for her course launch. It was huge compared to her last year's goal. And because of that, she learned so much more than if she would have just set a realistic goal or a healthy goal. 
She had to get scrappy. She had to confront the limiting beliefs that came up for her as she was going after it and all of the doubt that she was going to be able to achieve it. But because she went through this, she was willing to feel uncomfortable. She was willing to fail on her way there. She actually created it. And because of that, she's set herself and her business up for huge success in all of the coming years. So when you go to think about your goals, I want you to think about growth instead of achievement. You are becoming the woman who can create this impossible goal that makes you sick to your stomach, that makes you want to throw up. And that is actually fun. This is where you learn what you're made of. You meet yourself and your limitations head on so that you can overcome them. So when you go to set your next goal, ask yourself this question, how much do I want to grow? And then set the goal that will match that level of growth for you. Now, if goal setting is something that you struggle with, or you want more help, or you want to dive deeper into this and know exactly how to set these goals and then schedule your time so that you can go after them and make sure that you get to them. This is just one of the many skills that you learn in the Productive and Peaceful Life group program. We spend a lot of time on learning how to become a master of your goals because they help us evolve and grow. I teach you how to create impossible results so that you can become the highest version of yourself. This is the program where you learn how to have a six or seven figure business without overcommitting, without overworking, and without overscheduling. So if you are interested in your own productive and peaceful life, we are now enrolling. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes to learn more. Go out and set your goals so that they match up with the level of growth that you want to have in yourself and in your life. And have a beautiful, unbusy week. I'll see you next week, everyone.